Welcome to Kirstie Alley's On The Verge. On today's episode, Kirstie talks about an upcoming show idea. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Be sure to follow Kirstie on Twitter at Kirstie Alley. And if you listen to us on Anchor, you can leave us a message at anchor.fm. Kirstie listens to all of those messages. Ladies and gentlemen, your host of On The Verge, Kirstie Alley. Hello, hello, hello. This is Kirstie, and welcome back. I know that you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, so if you're listening to me, I really appreciate it. And today we're going to talk about, you know... I'm sure it'll go rando somehow, but I'm going to say animals, lemurs, and um, real estate, sort of. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) Here's what's happening in my life. And, you know, I always try to make everything into a show. I don't know if you know that about me or you could look at my career and go. I just have to incorporate life into shows. So I love HGTV. Love, love, love. My two favorite shows Presently, are Escape to the Chateau and my friend Jonathan Knight's new one, which is Farmhouse Fixer. And I'm super jealous and I want to do one. I'm getting ready to remodel two homes in uh, Florida. And, you know, my life dream has been to create a compound that my whole family could live on. And sort of like we pretend like we're Italians, which we're not, but I wish we were. So like a big Italian compound where everybody has their own house, but we don't all live together like that. But maybe we have one place where we all get together for dinner or something. Anyway, that's my life dream. I don't know if it'll happen, but I want to, I am, no matter what, remodeling these places And so I'm going to film it. And I don't have a contract with HGTV or any company like that. And I think that might be good because I I think I would rather film it all and then sell it or film it all and then stream it. And you give me a dollar a show. It's fair. Come on. Um, But I think I can make it more real and more fun. Uh, I, I watch a lot of the shows and it always, it seems to me like it doesn't necessarily depict exactly what might be going on, but it's probably why I love um, Escape to the Chateau because I love that the guys, you know, that that, um, dad is real hands-on and the mom is super creative and artistic and they don't, you know, it's not like let's have a white kitchen with Carrera backsplash and it, all the, it doesn't end up all looking the same, you know, um, which is what I'm hungry for. And my house, I'm sort of thinking in very eclectic terms. And I, I, I like to do things a little differently. So I think it could be an interesting show. And maybe it'll make me, I'm trying to think, maybe it'll make me get up and put on eyeliner and wash my hair. <laughs> If I know we're filming, otherwise. <laughs> Get out of your jammies. I know, you know, I blame this. I always, people go, I go like, oh, we've, I've had contractors coming over and I'm going, oh, I'm sorry, my pajamas, you know, it's the COVID deal. It's really not the COVID deal. The truth is for the last 40 years of my life, if I'm at my house, I have on pajamas. <laughs> and when I was like all super hotster and you see me in pictures, if I had a big trench coat and badass boots, 
survey says I was in my pajamas just with a big coat and badass boots. Or I started at one point wearing silk pajamas because if you tuck them into boots, it looks sort of great, you know? So anyway, I do feel like this is a way to get up, wash my hair, uh, put on some eyeliner, maybe go buy some nicer clothes than my pajamas. They're getting worn out. And film, you know? I think that I will, I think it'll inspire me to maybe even do the building stuff a little faster. It certainly will inspire the contractor because I don't think they like to be humiliated on air. What about you, Corey? You know? <laughs> I think it'd be perfect. I think that's a good idea. That's a good theory of why you need to film the shows to get out of your. Yeah, chair. and we see how you build animal compounds and the and some of the realities that go on that no one else would be able to present to you because mm -hmm. nobody else has lemurs, nobody else has a turtle that they have to bring from the west coast so and these are important things when you're when you're doing a remodel and building a, a new place to live because this is it's like i'm noah and i have to take my ark with me <laughs> you know and i'm very picky about things and i think i can show people some creative things you know i was an interior designer before i was an actor and i have a lot of different views on what I like, like I love wallpaper and I love things that I don't see on HGTV really. Uh, the closest way that I probably decorate, I'm gonna say is Escape to the Chateau's probably a little bit close to the way, you know, I'm eclectic in my taste and things. But um, anyway, so I'm liking other people's shows. I think it's time for my show, but I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be under contract with some, I, I, I feel like I wanna put it together the way I wanna put it together. I don't wanna, have to not ever cuss and I think I'll probably just bleep everything. There'll be a lot of bleeps. There's gonna be bleeps. In fact, maybe that's the show. <laughs> Bleep house fixer upper. <laughs> anyway, okay, so that's what I was gonna say about that. And I was gonna say that um so now the animals, the lemurs, the squirrel, the 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 arc is getting bigger and bigger. And I also think people might enjoy seeing uh, these two houses are right on the ocean. And that's interesting because one of them is remodeling a farmhouse from 1912 on the ocean. Jeez. So that we haven't seen, right? Yeah, I haven't. Never no. seen it. And have you seen one with a squirrel? No. No. Have you ever seen Squirrel House Fixer Upper? No. <laughs> Cornered the market. <laughs> Or lemur. What could we call it? Lemur land addict. Lemur addict. <laughs> we haven't seen these things and we need to see these things. I agree. I'm going to do that. And so here's the thing that I haven't been able to tell you yet, which is you need to move to Florida. <laughs> I just want your agreement that you're going to highly consider moving to Florida for these rehabs and shows. <laughs> I could I could find a tool belt that fits me and I can't do much, but I'm willing to learn. You don't need to do that part. You just need to hold a camera. Oh, oh, that's easy. I could do yeah. that. And a boom mic. No, I'll be body mic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you probably hadn't had a chance to watch it yet. I just stayed up to like 3.30 in the morning last night watching this show called Kid 90. It is Soleil Moon Fry, the girl that was in Punky Brewster. I, I yeah, guess I know her. when she was 
growing up, she always had a video camera uh, around with her. So mm -hmm. she has all of this old, she put it away in like this lockbox for 25 years or whatever. Uh -huh. And she put a, a, a docu-series on Hulu and I, I, I watched it. It's it's crazy seeing all the old school footage of all those '90s kids growing up. It, it's really it's, yes, it's really cool. You need to check it out. If what's it called again? It's called Kid '90, and she does a really good job of kind of framing the whole situation of how she was growing up and how she had all these other child stars around her, like Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Mark Paul Gossler and Brian Austin Green, all all sorts of uh, of those folks and. It was amazing to me seeing all of these kids that she was around or of her friends that chose a, a different path and are dead. And she chose this other path. And like when she recognized these kids were doing what she didn't agree with, she would uh -huh. kind of break herself away from those folks. And, you know, she had it. it I, I think there was three or four of her friends that were in that committed suicide. It, it was just, it, it was odd. In which show? Bruce? No, 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 not Punky Brewster. Like her friends that were growing up. Um, one of them was, there was, you know, there's, she was talking about how she lost her virginity to Charlie Sheen. And it was, you know. Oh, God. It was. Get in line, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting, though, because I were, I can't remember what project I did. I'm, I worked with her on something. Can't remember what it was. But I do remember this part. She had a really good head on her shoulders and her mom and dad i think her mom's sort of a hippie but like a really if i've got this right a really cool but like really good person with a really great head on their shoulders too and that she wasn't this kind of like a lot of t times when you're working in shows you meet a lot of kid actors and they're on all the time and they're starlety or you know they're just they're a certain type. She wasn't that way. And I because she did Punky Brewster, I would have expected her to be that way because Punky was spunky and funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she wasn't that way. But I, I have to say that I feel like and this is just a perception I'm having that I met her mom and dad and that they were really great and they were the best stage. They were the best stage parent. That's what you call someone whose kid is in show business. They were just the best. And they had her. She was very polite. Yeah, she was funny. She was fun. I think she had a really good upbringing. Yeah, did it her, go into that. Yeah, they did. Her dad was kind of an old school Hollywood guy, so he he wasn't really around much. But uh, she definitely said he was a part of her life. But her mom, like you said, was a, a a super hippie, and like all of her friends would come over to her house, and their mom would cook them dinner, and you know it was like all these famous kids would all yeah. go over to her house and it was but kind the mom of like was a, kind of a, a wholesome kind of mother earth kind of yes. person right yes yes not fake she wasn't fakey hippie mother earthy she was like taking everybody under her wing sort of a person yeah that's, would that be true yeah that's what they kind of show that's what they they show show that a little bit and it's crazy that the guy's name jonathan brandis he was in like ladybugs i think was his most popular uh, movie that he was in with rodney dangerfield but she had it was insane all the shit she saved. It was audio and video recording, and uh, she had hundreds of diaries that she was reading from, and then she had all of these voicemails that people would leave on her answering machine. It was it it was really cool to kind of see all, all of this you know footage, all of these kids. But yeah, you'll have to check it out. 
You'll have to. I would. Watch I'd it. rather check it out if it was called. What is the name of this? Kid ninety. I'd rather check out Kid sixty. <laughs> so I have some reality on being a kid in the nineties. <laughs> like, nah, that's not what I do. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, that was kind of all those kids that are in that is who I kind of grew up watching when I was. Of course, know. that's why you're loving it so yeah. much. I'm going to give it a shot though. If you have you seen the Queen's Gambit? My cousin told me I have to watch that. And okay, I'll watch Punky Brewster I'll watch, in the nineties. I'll watch. I'll watch Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. I'll okay, and then we're going to have a contest, and whichever one is the most quality <laughs> owes the other person $25. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and we will have, let's see, we'll have Kelly break. She'll, break, she'll uh, she can, hi. she fell asleep. She'll say night. yours is the best, and I'll say mine. No, it. she won't. She'll pick you. She always picks you. She won't. She, she does. Yeah, she will. Because she works for me. Yeah, she knows where her bread is buttered. Yeah. I mean, if she was just my friend and she didn't also at times work for me, she'd throw me into the bus on a heartbeat. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what I wanted to talk about? This is sort of sad, but it was the other day, it was creeping me out because I thought, oh my God, I know so many people in the last, I'm going to say, two years that have died. Really? And I've spent my whole life. You know, every once in a while you have someone died, right? Uh It'll be sprinkled. But let's say I've known 10 people who've died in my life and it's sprinkled over my whole life. And then, you know, it started with Anne. That was a friend who was sort of an arm's length friend because she was a very mixed bag of tricks. But so there she was. I don't know if you remember this, Corey, but about it was before the pandemic, but not too far before the pandemic. And I came to Wichita and I was... I said, you know, I haven't seen this person on Twitter. And she's always on Twitter. She lives in Wichita. She's always, always, always on Twitter. So I said, I'm really worried. So I called some people and they go, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her. I just assumed she went on vacation. And somebody else said, I, you know, I saw her like six months ago and we were hanging out. And then I think she went to Colorado, you know, all these things. Nope. So long story short, no one knew. And I said, okay, I'm going to call the police and I want them to go do a wellness check. And this friend of hers actually called the police. They walked around the outside of her house. I said, everything looks good. And I still felt really weird. I go, no, I want someone to go in. So there she was dead and had been dead for six months. That is crazy. Okay. So this is how this whole saga began of dead people. So there she was, she had died and no, and it just made me sick that no one can you imagine being a person that no one misses no. for six months? No. No one's wondering not. why you're not calling. No one's wondering why you're not inviting them over. You're not on Twitter. You know, and on Twitter, I would direct message her like, what's going on? Are you all right? What's happening? And um, she didn't answer back. And that's when I started sort of like in other people's defense, she would do that for, let's say, three or four weeks. Okay. Sometimes she just would go off the grid. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. But six months. But I don't think people knew each other to ask each other either about her. Like, if you know, if you haven't talked to her in six months, maybe that's normal for you. And then somebody else hasn't talked to her in three months. And maybe someone else gets their dates wrong and go, well, I think I just saw her a couple of months ago. So it's no big deal, you know. Uh But it made me start thinking like, oh, my God, what life are you having if you no one knows you're gone for six months and there's not a person in your life 
checking that's on you. Checking or that gives a <laughs> shit, I guess. Anyway, that sort of started the whole thing. And then this year I've lost, you know, I lost one of my very best friends, Kelly Preston. Just, you know, like when she got cancer, it was just, I'm like, you know, she was just going to be one of those people that got cancer and then didn't have cancer. She did everything possible in the universe to get rid of it. And then just recently, I think two weeks ago, a friend of mine, Chick Korea, passed away. And I was like, oh, my God. And then, you know, this guy, Bobby Manos, who was friends of ours in Wichita, uh-huh. died a week ago. And all these people are too young. I'm not talking about anybody who's like 95. Yeah. So I just feel like this year has been the craziest wake up call to be. I guess to not die. (laughs) (laughs) If you make it through, you're gonna, you're gonna do all right. I feel like, I feel like, okay, you better not, if you're not going to die, you better rethink what you're doing (laughs) 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 or how you're living or how long you think you're going to live. You know, for me, I'll, I'll die when I'm 120, you know, and maybe that's true. Who knows? I better start saving my money if that's true. (laughs) <laughs> Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think about how much money it's going to take? Yes. That's to live all I think long? About. Yes. That's all I think about. I, could, I I didn't necessarily think about that until I had kids. And then I'm like, I need to make sure they're taken care of and work hard to make sure they're taken care of. I didn't really necessarily think about it. I don't know. I don't know. But I was, how about yourself? Like, didn't it? Okay. So when my, my dad has, you know, my dad is a middle class guy who had you know a a, rel- a middle class income and i don't know how the hell he did this because i would have spent it all but you know he had had like four hundred thousand dollars saved for his old age right uh-huh. and i thought oh my god so let's say my dad made 40 grand a year 30 grand a year 20 you know what i mean because uh-huh. over the years right and then he managed to save four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, whoa, that's boy, a lot. I am way off the mark on my savings and my but it made me think because these nursing homes are 10, 11 grand a month. And you're not even sick. You know, you're in there just watching TV and getting your meals and basically watching TV, getting your meals, and I don't know what else. Someone's standing there while you take a shower and it's 10 or 11 and there are more a lot of places they're probably more and if you happen to be the person that's in the two and two thousand dollar one a month god help you you know yeah it's I don't know what that looks like they they need to uh i i'm in the wrong business i need to open up a a, a care home it's crazy well, why don't you use my house there in wichita <laughs> yeah. you look you do this look well this is what we'll do we're gonna open it up it's six grand a month. You have all your meals and all that. You get a room and you get your meals and you have a nice place to live. And instead of 10 or 11, it's six. We undercut. <laughs> we, we, undercut it, we cut it in half. I mean, the service may be, I don't know, you're kind of on your own, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's sort of assisted living. And they're 10 grand a month, too, or 12 or whatever. It's assisted living. And you, we just, we assist you. If you want to go upstairs, we won't stop you. <laughs> Sort of. We sort of assist you. <laughs> Give you a little assistance. <laughs> Lightly assisted. <laughs> One of the other inmates will hold your back while you're walking up the stairs. That would be the only problem with my house being that is the stairs, probably. <laughs> You'd have people tumbling. Oh, God. But you know, a lot of these nursing homes make people, some of them, 
do a deal where basically the person signs over their wealth to them. Do you know about those places? Yes, yes. There's a few of them where in Wichita, I'm not going to name any names. There are a few, yes. They sign over their wealth to them, and then I'm not saying that like in a month they fall down the stairs at my house, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there could be some shady shit going on. No, that there always is. If there, if money's involved, it's shady. Thanks for tuning in, and if you have any ideas of what you'd like to hear about, or guests, even guests, like who do you think would make a great guest, and who would you like to hear from, and who would you like to be on our show, just let me know. You never know. We'll we'll think of something that's fun. And now that I know that I can communicate across the globe without screaming then it's just it's all good bye that wraps up another episode of Kirstie Alley on the Verge we'd like to thank anchor.fm for the host please follow Kirstie on Twitter at Kirstie Alley if you'd like to leave us a message go to anchor.fm find Kirstie's show and leave us a message Kirstie listens to all of them please also follow the official Kirstie Alley on the Verge Twitter at KA on the Verge until next time we'll see ya Thank you.